Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me are my very special guests, Dr. Andrew Arbuckle, first year participant in the Miss Agriculture USA organization, and also 2022 Kansas Junior Miss Agriculture USA, Emma Arbuckle of Granola, Kansas. And today, we're spotlighting these individuals and their participation also in the Miss Agriculture USA organization. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hey, I know, I know that this is a very busy time at the farm. It's harvest, you know, it's, it's time planting time and there's a lot of things going on right now. And besides that, all your other mega involvements, which we'll get into here shortly. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your ultra busy schedules to really allow us to kind of get inside uh, all of your involvements and talk a little bit about the Miss Agriculture USA organization. So thank you right from the get-go. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah. Hey, Andrea, you are both from Granola, Kansas. And I have to admit, uh, getting ready for the show, I had never actually heard of Granola, Kansas. So I had to do a little research. It looks like you're somewhere in the southeast part of Kansas. Yes, we are. Yep. Population around 3,200. Uh, no, 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 that's, we're only about 2,600 for the entire county. Uh, Granola is less than 200 people. I just tried to bump you up a couple thousand there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very much an agricultural area. Yes, very much so. Okay. But uh, you know what? I did notice that you actually had some notable individuals of note here. Uh, you had a, a vaudeville performer and an actress named Trixie Fergana in the 1970s, and you had a millionaire and a railroad owner uh, named Jake L. Ham, senior, 1873 to 1920. So you had some notable individuals in that in that community, and I'm sure a lot more, right? Yes, I I actually wasn't too familiar with those. You know, Granola is best known for for being a, one of the largest cattle shipping points or the largest cattle shipping point uh, for cattle drives out of Texas and Oklahoma from 1881 to 1884. So the railroad one definitely doesn't surprise me because that's how Granola formed was with the railroad. That makes sense as far as the transporting of the, of the cattle and whatnot. So I can understand that, certainly. Well, both of you have really, really interesting profiles. We kind of like to kind of walk through to get to know you a little bit. So, Andrea, I see that you're a native Jayhawk, and you originally were born in the Wichita area? Yep, I was born in Wichita, and we lived there till I was about five years old, and then we moved out to the family farm, which is about an hour, a little over an hour southeast of Wichita. Now, you are a multi-generational agriculture producer with a long, quote, and I do mean long, storied history. So, give us a little bit of a history lesson here. Well, um, on both my husband's side and my side, um, we both uh, are working on family land that dates back to the 1880s. My family, um, they, they got their first 160 acres uh, during the Homestead Act of the 1880s, and then they expanded some from there. I actually, I have not been to the courthouse to trace it all back on my family's side, um, but I know my, my grandfather, he came from California because um, both of his parents were deaf and mute. Um, so they sent him back to Kansas to live with an aunt and uncle. So that's how he got to the area. And then my grandmother, her family had land in the area as well. And she was born in 1930 in near Latham, Kansas, which is near our, our family farm. Then on my husband's side, um, 
on the Lebo side, his family was the first like deed holders to land in in this area in Elk County. They're the first recorded ones. And then he also on the Arbuckle side, um, his it would be his great great grandfather, I believe, was born in 1883 in Granola um, and inherited family land as well. So we're we're a century farm. Uh, here in Elk County. We were awarded that last year through the Elk County Farm Bureau. I saw that. Congratulations on, on that achievement. And uh, I am sure the next question I'm going to ask you, we could take the rest of the show to do it, but we, we've got a lawyer to go here. But when you look back at a very, very young age uh, on the farm, what was really a really major memorable experience, uh, something to this day that, boy, it just remains really vivid and really had an impact on you? What would that be? Well, there were definitely lots of them, um, you know, with the animals and the cattle roundups. But one thing I remember so vividly, my grandma, who lived in Wichita, took me to watch Look Who's Talking when I was eight years old and sitting in the front row of the movie theater when the baby was born on the show, she covered my eyes. And I blurted out, but grandma, I've seen calves being born. So I don't know why that <laughs> sticks out, but it, it definitely does. It definitely left a mark. Now you were very, very involved at a young age in, in both the 4-H and the FFA youth programs. What were a couple of highlights? I see that you were very involved in uh, showing of the beef cattle while you were in 4-H. Yes, that was that was definitely the most memorable. I enjoyed showing horses and you know I did lots of indoor projects, but the cattle was definitely my passion. I started with a bucket calf, um, I think in sixth grade, and then I kept her as a heifer. And then after that, I showed steers and and I traveled around some, not as much as some people do, but I did go to Denver and the American Royal and State Fair a few times. And um, so I I really enjoyed that and it was it was memorable for me and I gained a lot of experience raising heifers too. So, Both great youth uh, programs, certainly promoting ag and ag careers and ag skills, et cetera, and leadership as well. Now, moving on here, uh, you attended Oklahoma State University, and I see you received both your bachelor's and your doctorate degrees there. Tell us a little about that. I did. I went to Oklahoma State straight out of high school, uh, majored in animal science with a pre-vet option. I was accepted to vet school during my third year of my undergraduate, and they allow you to use your first year of your doctorate um, for your fourth year of your bachelor's. And then I graduated with uh, my vet med degree in 2006, and I was only, I was like one of nine of our students out of maybe 65 or 70 that took the livestock elective. So, and of those, maybe three or four went into livestock practice. Now, was there ever, ever any question that your educational training and eventually your career path would be in animal science fields? I mean, I think that was in your genes from what I hear you saying. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think I knew it really early on, uh, you know, for sure by late elementary early junior high, that's what I was was working towards. But I, I always knew I wanted to work with animals and stay on the farm. Sure. Now, you've had an extensive career journey of many years in the animal veterinarian services. I see that you actually, you owned a practice there for a while, a veterinarian service practice, Prairie Land. Uh, and then you've been involved in several other organizations. Uh, tell us some more about that. I did. I, I started 
uh, out of vet school, I joined a practice and then um, I did livestock work, mixed animal. And then I started with relief work while I was having kids to allow a little more flexibility in my schedule. And I still did a lot of emergency work. Uh, Emma spent, she was 10 days old the first day she sat on a barrel, preg checking cows. Um, and then I, I did open um, a physical practice in 2013. Um, but in 2021, I, um, I did sell that to focus a little more on our ag operations and my family. And um, I just felt I wasn't given 100% to my family and our and our operations or 100% to my clients. And I had to pick which one needed the commitment. So that's what drove that. I'm also a certified animal chiropractor. I did that in 2015, uh, mostly for horses and dogs. But then I went back in 2019 and did the livestock training as well. And we use it in our production operations. And I've conducted some research uh, in the effectiveness of animal chiropractic and livestock production as well. Extremely interesting and rewarding, I am sure. Now, you've uh, given us the history already of, of the farm operation. It looks like you have uh, part of it is uh, 700 acres. You have a haying operation and uh, you have uh, multiple uh, cows and heifers. Yep. We run about 80 mama cows um, and the 700 acres, part of that 560 is owned. The rest is leased. Um, and some of that is hay ground as well. But we, we run beef cows. Uh, we also have some Berkshire hogs. Uh, we just have six or eight sows. And we raise those pigs for uh, just custom processing to the local consumer. Uh, and then we're, we're conducting a rate of gain study right now on those hogs and chiropractic as well, um, the piglets. And then we hay about 1,500 acres every summer. Uh, just my husband and I and the kids are starting to get very involved in that as well. And then I also, I help manage my husband's trash business. He, he's owned a trash business for over 20 years. And so I do all the books for that as well. Now, if that's not enough. You're also a member of the volunteer fire department in Granola. Am I pronouncing it right, Granola? Yes, Granola. I am. I, I'm the secretary. Um, I was pretty active before having the kids. And then when the kids were little, um, if there was a fire call, my husband was definitely the choice to go because he knew a lot more about it than I do. But I have been on some big grass fires and, and I enjoy doing that. And it's just a service we can help provide our community is help keep it from burning up. So. And I'm sure with all the prairie land that you have out there, that's extremely critical to be able to deal with that sort of emergency. Yes, you've also absolutely. had mega involvements. You continue connection with 4-H and do I see like you're an advisor to the Granola Jayhawks Club? I am. I'm a community leader. I have been, I think it's my seventh year. I started that when Emma joined 4-H. Uh, so then I also serve on the county 4-H council, and then I'm the swine superintendent for the county fair as well. So with all that being said, uh, when do you actually sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot that doesn't get done because I need my sleep. So I at least get try to get six or seven hours a night, and I just let everything else build up till the next day. Okay. Well, your, your days are not 24-hour days, then it sounds like. And Emma, you are really involved in a lot of different things, too. Are you, I'm going to guess you're probably in about the sixth or seventh grade. Is that right? Eighth grade. Eighth. I am sorry about that. So what's your favorite subject? My favorite subject is social studies. Okay. Can you get a little closer to the to the microphone here? To talk? So, okay. Favorite uh, subject is what? Social studies. Social studies, and uh, what is it about social studies that makes it your favorite? 
I like social studies because we get to toss around our opinions and discuss them. And I've always just had a knack or a liking to history. Excellent. And there is lots of history to be had. Yeah. You, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked your mom. And that is, uh, give us a special early experience on the farm. One time I was out feeding goats and we had several goats that were in the kidding pens and they were getting ready to have their baby, which is called a kid. And we were feeding um, some of the goats that weren't kidding yet and they were close to. So we were feeding and there was a goat that came up to the feed line and something just didn't look quite right. So we drove down to the house and we got my mom and we were like, hey, this goat, she doesn't seem quite right. We think she's about ready to kid. And so we went down there and we put her into the kidding pen and 30 minutes later, she had her baby. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is a special moment for sure. Now, uh, you do a lot of things around the farm. I'm sure you have a whole bunch of uh, chores that you're doing every single day. Uh, what are some of the routine ones that you're involved in now? Um, every night I feed chickens and I feed our pigs. I also feed our milk cow, and in the summer, I hay and help move equipment. I walk my 4-H cattle, and I just help out haying in the field. What do you like doing the best? Probably baling hay. Baling hay? Yeah. Uh, why is that? <laughs> because I get to be in the air-conditioned tractor. The other one's open cab. And uh, that, there you go. <laughs> air conditioning will do it every time. Excellent. Yeah. Now, you also have begun your own cow herd with your brother. Yes, I have. They are the cattle that our cow herd that we have now are our 4-H cattle that we have kept over the years. So what is uh, one or two interesting facts about cow herds that individuals in general, not from the farm, might not be aware of? Um, a cow's gestation is about the same as a human's. They go one month more than humans do. And also, if a cow were to need C-section, they do it standing. They don't have okay. to lay down or anything. Very interesting. All right. You are also involved in a lot of different things at school and church. What are some of the other activities at school you take part in? Uh, just sports. Um, we don't really have clubs, but lots of sports. Okay. You're in very involved in 4-H. Uh, was there some twisting from mom to get involved in 4-H there? <laughs> Not really. Oh, no. it was a no-brainer? Okay. Yeah. And you've been involved in different leadership roles. Now, how long have you been involved in 4-H? Did you start way back when you were in the clover, the clover bud level? No, I started at the first age. I was eight, seven. I was seven, sorry. So I've been in it for seven years. Okay. And you are net, you've been all kinds of officers that I see you're currently, are you a secretary right now? Yes, I am. Okay. What is it you like the most about being secretary? I like being secretary because I get to write down notes, I guess. I don't know. And recording what's going on in the meeting. So there's good record of everything that yeah. decides and projects and things that you're going to work on. You're also in the 4-H council. You're yes, like a representative to that. So uh, what sort of things do you uh, plan to map out with the council? We decide 
uh, at county level, we decide the fair schedule, the fair awards, where the fair is going to be this year, and if we have to do any 4-H banquets or events. Excellent. And uh, you're involved in church activities uh, as well? Yes, like I am. Group and church, church youth group and stuff like that? Yeah. Excellent. Well, you've got a lot going on too, so I don't know when you rest or sleep either. Yeah. Well, right now it is time to salute all of our outstanding show sponsors that make this program possible. That does include the Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, the Union County, Ohio Agricultural Society, the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, Health and Health Markets Insurance, Michelle Mercer Office in Dublin, Ohio. You'll find great products and services at all of our show sponsors. Well, let's move on now into the connections that you both have with the Miss Agriculture USA organization. Emma, you have been involved in the Miss Agriculture US organization for a few years now. When did you first get connected? I got connected December of 2020. Okay, how did you find out about it? Was it through online or a friend talking about it? It was through online. One of my mom's Facebook friends shared a post about the Miss Agriculture USA organization, and I actually enrolled like right before the deadline. There you go. And then what are some of the activities that you have been involved in? I've been to the national competition every year, and I do social media. I do farm and industry tours, and I went to Equifest and Ag Expo, which are located in Kansas. So all of those activities, which one was like stood out as being a major wow? Probably the national competition because I get to meet girls from all different states and it's fun making new friends. Sure. Can understand that. What is the biggest life lesson that you've been able to glean and learn through participating in the Miss Agriculture USA program? The biggest life lesson is well, there's several of them, but public speaking, networking, communication, and learning more about the industry. That's a lot right there. And those are skills that will transfer on as you get older, too. Yeah. With the competition itself, there are multiple levels of the competition uh, elements. Uh, you've got the interview. You've got the impromptu questions. You've got the speech. You've got the, the form of the dress wear. Uh, what was the hardest part of it for you when you first got into it? Was the public speaking? Yeah, it was probably the speech because it has to be memorized and timed appropriately. Okay. So what are your plans for this year? I'm going to go to the national competition, national competition, meet more friends, do some more farm tours. And right now I am currently partnering with the local farm bureau to bring ag in the classroom to local schools. Outstanding. That is awesome. I also heard a rumor that you were responsible for getting your mom to take part for the very first time this year. Is that true? Yes, I was responsible for that. Was that a hard sell or an easy sell? It was hard. I told her that I thought she'd be good for it because she's good at public speaking and talking to people and she knows a lot about acts. There you go. And Andrea, you could not refuse that pitch, could you? 
she tried to get me to do it in 2022, and I just, I wouldn't commit. But then after watching her shine again at the 2022 national competition, I thought, well, I guess I could do this with her. So. So what is it that you hope to accomplish by being in the program? Um, I just want to share my story and my family's story. I want to help spread the message about agriculture and sustainability um, because we're not making any more land and our population just continues to grow and there's less and less that are involved in agriculture. So I, I think sustainability is, is a big message we need to spread. And of course, I want to support my daughter as she continues to advocate. Doesn't get any better than that there. Now, a question uh, for, for both of you, really, and I, I like to ask this to the participants in the Miss Agriculture organization is, what is it that really makes the Miss Agriculture USA program so dynamic and so uh, so resounding and standing out? What is it, Emma, in your involvement? What is it about the program? You could take part in a lot of different things, but you chose to take part in this organization. What is it? so dynamic is that we aren't all about beauty and we don't focus on looks like some other organizations. It's all about being advocates and really messaging and really you're on a mission out there with things that you're doing. So excellent. And what is what anything else on that, uh, Andrea, that you would add? Yeah, I just, I really feel it's like a sisterhood. Um, it's amazing to so see so many girls and women from all backgrounds uh, spreading positivity about agriculture. And I love hearing everyone's stories. That's my favorite part is just learning more about what they do. It's interesting. It's amazing the stories that you hear the diversity and the scope of experiences with that. Well, I know that uh, you've got both got many exciting things still on your plate coming up this year, culminating with your participation in the 2023 National Miss Agriculture USA competition, which I believe, again, is going to be in June, if I'm not mistaken. What's a final special special message that you'd like to share about the organization, Emma? People on the sidelines, what, what is it you want to tell them? The special message that I would like to share is that it helps you with so many skills and that if you are in the organization, enjoy every bit of it. Okay. Can you get a little closer to the mic and repeat that again? Because that came across not, not real loud. Sorry. Um, that it helps you with so many skills and that if you are in the organization, you need to enjoy every bit of your aid. Andrea. More women and girls to get involved in the organization. Our industry needs as many advocates as possible, and the networking and friendships that you'll build uh, are just amazing. And I think if if you're involved in agriculture or interested in agriculture, this is a great organization to be involved in. Hey, I can't thank you both enough for your time and talent coming on today's show. Hey, and for those out there that want more information on the Miss Agriculture USA program, hey, you can find them on the web at MissAgricultureUSA.org. That's MissAgricultureUSA.org. Hey, I wish you both a very rewarding spring. I wish you the very best at the national competition. I wish you the very best during the planting season and everything going on at the farm as well. Hey, and I look forward to checking back in with both of you at a later time. So again, oh. thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you. you. And as we wind down, a final acknowledgement 
of all of our show sponsors. That does include the Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. You can find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. And for more information, you can contact Melinda Lee, the organization director, M. Lee at OFBF.org. That's M. Lee at OFBF.org. Utsi's Farm Market in Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses. Hey, they have over 30, 30 types of cheeses, deli meats, fresh local produce, baked goods, and so much more. Be sure to order online. You can find them on Facebook. They're located on Converse Huff Road in Plain City off of Route 42. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. Utsi's Farm Market, it's worth the drive. The Union County, Ohio Agriculture Society, dedicated to enhancing quality ag events and practices to make positive community impacts. For additional information, contact Mike Schnell, ucfmgr at gmail.com, ucfmgr at gmail.com. The Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive. Local food nourishes our communities and ag practices protect and enhance our communities. Now is the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits including organic certification, educational events led by experts, one-on-one -on -one technical support to sustain and grow your business. Contact them today at oeffa.org. That's oeffa.org. And our newest sponsor, Health Markets Insurance, Michelle Mercer Office in Dublin, Ohio. Choosing the right Medicare plan for you can be confusing. Michelle can find a plan that fits your need and budget. You can call her today at 614-606-4222. That's 614-606-4222 to set up a free initial consultation. Or you can email her at mmercer at healthmarkets.com. Health Markets Insurance Agency, Inc. is licensed in all states and D.C., Service and product availability varies. Agents may be compensated based on enrollment. There is no obligation to enroll. Your patronage and support of all of our show sponsors makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again on our next Ag Adventure as we go inside the 2023 Spring Union County, Ohio Farmers Market with special guest market manager Kathy Custer on April the 25th. You can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for show details, important ag announcements, interesting ag stories, and much more. Until the next time, this is Pete Ammon saying, make it an agri-great week.